One of the normal and natural experiences of being a human being is something that I have found over my entire life, over all these years, to be somewhat of a, at at times in the past, have been an ongoing struggle. Sometimes that struggle has been uh, prolonged and protracted, sometimes not so much if I can realize what I'm doing to myself. What I'm speaking of is the struggles around what I wish could or would be and also what I wish would not be. And I would also refer to this as coping with what is to be and what is not to be. And I realize that ultimately what will be will be. And and without being overly simplistic or overly circular, Uh, It is remembering, and I found that all of these years of practicing mindfulness, which ultimately, from a, I don't want to even say a technical standpoint, but really at the heart of mindfulness practice, it is a form of, of meditative awareness, a meditative practice. It is a choosing, an active, active choosing to pay attention to some sort of object, what's referred to as an object of meditation. In this case, it, that object of meditation is the mind and the thoughts that are going on in the mind and all of the reaction, internal reactions, emotional and physical reactions that are going on as a result of these thoughts that are happening. I've had here recently a series of struggles with finding myself just in, and really what I say here, just, and this is all with, you know, without any sort of blame, uh, blaming myself, beating myself up emotionally or feeling any shame, is the struggles around wishing things would be a certain way. And because I have, over the years, have identified that this is one of the core group, not the only one without a, for certain, but it is one of those core struggles that I have found myself choosing to actually allow myself to suffer longer and in some cases more intensely than is even necessary. And so that's, you know, trying to alleviate unnecessary suffering is so much at the heart of mindfulness practice. And this is as a result of hearing and sitting with teachers who have spoken about these ancient teachings that have spoken about this particular subject that we really, that, you know, that, uh, in there, for instance, the, the Buddha's four noble truths, he, the first truth is ultimately that life is about suffering. And it's not, I think, at least from my experience, it doesn't mean that, you know, life is all about suffering. What I, what I've taken from that is that there are certainly a lot of things about life that can create circumstances where we suffer. But what I also appreciate about this teaching is that it is also about the needless suffering that I can cause myself when I'm not paying attention to my thoughts, when I'm just, instead of paying attention to them and instead of witnessing them, I am ultimately just believing them and without even without even being aware of what's going on and my and my emotions are just kind of running away with themselves because I'm really busy believing whatever it is that I'm thinking about whatever is happening and however I'm reacting to any external or even internal circumstances for that matter 
this is something that I really have not spoken. I don't believe that I've spoken about this, this specific subject before. And it's not because I didn't want to, and it's not because there was any hesitancy or shame around it. It is just that I really wasn't ever sure I knew what I had to say or if I have anything to say about it. And I really don't even know, even in this moment as I'm speaking this, I'm not really sure what it is that I have to say about this other than if I can just, if I catch myself in a moment where I, I really want something to be a certain way, it is really, it's, it's both enlightening and it is interesting, at least to me, to recognize that when I get really caught up in wishing something was a certain way or wanting something to be a certain way, or in some cases, deluding myself into thinking that's, that, that something is going a certain way or that a person is being a certain way, that, I, you know, that, is, that is really has its roots in me wanting it to be that way. And my guru spoke many years ago of what he referred to uh, as, as the phrase for this was that desire is our universe. In other words, if I'm really caught up in wanting something, if there's something that I'm craving or needing or thinking that I need to have, as I walk around in the world, that's the only thing that I see. And what I don't see while I'm, while I'm really overly focused on that is all of the other things that are going on, all of the other things that are available for me to appreciate. And it also really creates a limited, what I'd refer to as a limited dimensionality about anyone that I am wanting things from or wanting them to be a certain way or I want them to treat me a certain way or I want them to see me a certain way or feel about me in a certain way and respond accordingly. And it, I, I really continue to remind myself, and I speak it here again this, this morning, that it is, this is very, at least in my experience, I can't say it, speak for anyone else other than, me, than myself, and this is only based on my own experience, that this is very normal and natural as, as human beings. It is, uh, I don't ever want to feel like there is, quote unquote, something wrong with me because I have, you know, what's referred to sometimes as rose-colored glasses. I want to see things a certain way because that's somehow what I have gotten into a pattern of wanting it to be that way. And I find that when I'm overly invested in thoughts about what I want things to be or certain cravings or desires for things or people or situations to be a certain way, what I for what I overlook during the time that I am really overly invested in that is that at a deeper level of truth, and I don't want to get too overly metaphysical, and it really, this is, there's a lot of different, the world's spiritual traditions have a lot of different ways of looking at this or calling this by certain names or having certain philosophies about it. What I can really forget about when I'm really caught up in wanting something to be a certain way or wanting to have something that I think that I need is that things ultimately are as they are. And I think this is really something that is, it is very healing for me to remind myself of this and to come back to this. And I find that when I get caught up in my thinking or get carried away with it, or I kind of have what I refer to as plate spinning eyes, I'm in some sort of trance. I'm so deeply invested in believing what I'm thinking 
about what I'm feeling and I get really identified as being the person that needs this to be this way or wants this to be a certain way. And that's the only way that I see life. That's the only way that I see the world. It's the only way that I see my experience. And when I'm doing that, it's very easy for me to forget that things are however they are. And the only way for me to really see And there again, I realize I'm a limited human being. I can only see so much about what is. I can only really realize so much about this. But I find that I would rather, if I have a choice, because of the fact that I'm going to suffer less, if I can actually embrace the way things are, whether I like it or not, whether I want it to be that way or not. And at the same time, not only do I want to or do I have the intention of, of wanting to em- I want to embrace not only what is, but what is not to be? That there are many of the things that I wish would happen or the ways in which I think people or want people or life itself to be that it just simply isn't. And all of my reactions to it not being the way that I think it needs to be, I'm not really appreciating how it actually is. And I can only really appreciate how it actually is when I'm here being present. And this is where I find that these meditative practices and mindfulness practice specifically for me has been my, uh, my, main, my main method for really being here and just experiencing what is. And I know sometimes that I even not only do I have expectations for myself... But I also have, uh, or what I was going to say is not only do I have expectations for others to, for them to be a certain way or for them to treat me a certain way, uh, or for them to feel a certain way about me is I can do the same thing about myself. If I am feeling, uh, not great about myself for some reason, or I'm having what I refer to as a low self-esteem moment, uh, And it could be about anything, my appearance, it could be about the way that I'm communicating, it could be where I'm overly critical about anything that I do, and it it could be something very simple or something very complex, that there there really is no other way to to interrupt this process, and I realize I can't stop it from happening. And that's not the idea, at least for me. What I've experienced is that that's not really the idea here. If I'm really overly caught up in wanting things to be a certain way or wanting people to be a certain way, what I don't want to do is suddenly try to self-improve and try to change in brute force and talk myself into, well, that's not the way I really want to be. I want to be this way. What I find is that that really, and what I have found is that that really never has worked for me. So the only thing that has is for me to be aware that I am thinking these thoughts and it can, and it's only overwhelming when I realize that, and I can just come into contact with and see that ultimately I am causing this for myself. And even though I'm causing it for myself, I can't, there's nothing I can do to stop it other than to make the conscious choice of not giving any time or energy to it. And this past week, there have been, I have found myself almost literally like waking up from some sort of a trance, completely bewildered, completely in shock that, 
And I even remember, uh, you know, kind of the, the, what I refer to as self-talk. It wasn't a real actual, you know, situation where I was actually talking to myself, but it was just a reflective type of experience. And I remember the question kept coming up of how, how did I get here? How did this actually happen? I know, I know that this really is not something that I want to really be giving a lot of time and energy to. And I know how futile it is for, for me to want anything to be a certain way when it's going to be however it's going to be. And that I can't make people be any way, any way, any other way than they are. I can't make people feel about me any other way than they do. Whether I like it or not, this is what is. And to me, what is, and also, and I, and I don't even really know how to, uh, to uh, explain that in a lot of ways, what is and what isn't are, are ultimately the same thing. I'm not sure that I can rationally speak about why that is, but it has been my experience that I really pay attention to both of these things. When anytime that I find myself wanting or wishing for something or someone to be a certain way or to find myself in a different situation in life uh, than I, other than what I am and where I am, and what is actually happening in that moment. And it is, to me, it is a, it's a very simple practice of remembering to come back here to home. And it is, I've heard a many medita- meditation teachers speak of coming back home, coming back to center, uh, coming back to that, uh, what they sometimes refer to as the zero point, being right back here and connecting with our own hearts and our own spirits, however that looks. I realize there's a lot of different ways, and and in some ways there may not be any way at all for some people. I just realize that uh, the only way I've ever found uh, to experience what is is to just simply experience what is without any thoughts about it, without any beliefs about it. And I'm not saying that that there is anything wrong with having beliefs about what is or uh, any, any, any preconceived notions about that. Uh, or any belief systems about that. What I'm really speaking about here is just really breaking this down to its smallest common denominator, to just to come back here without any particular rules or beliefs uh, or expectations about myself, to simply just breathe in and breathe out and to be in this moment, however life is, however I find myself, however I find others, and the only way for me to do this is to simply pay attention to my mind and to continue to reconnect with my heart and with my own being and to realize that any time that I am not connected with myself, I'm not connected with my heart, I'm not connected with my spirit or my being or however we would refer to this, it's because I'm somewhere else and I'm... and. In some cases, I don't even realize that I am somewhere else because I'm so busy believing everything that I'm thinking about what is happening somewhere else that it's, it's, I'm simply not here. And I can, I, the, the, what's beautiful is that the door is always open. I can always return back here to the present moment, however it actually is and how it isn't. And at the same time, I can begin to realize that this is something that I, it's okay to be human. It's okay for me to find myself. And I, and in this case, I felt very foolish and, uh, I just, I couldn't believe that I allowed myself 
to uh, to get to a place where I got so wrapped in wrapped up in wanting someone or something or some situation to be anything other than it was. And this can affect all parts of life. This is, you know, this is from my own expectations about myself to others, to family, to relationships, to work situations, uh, anything really, you know, our work in the community, anywhere where we have contact with other people and have some sort of responsibility to be able to, uh, to be, to be with people and to be as present as we possibly can. And these things definitely get in my way when I really want it to be anything other than it is. Uh, I really can't be here. I really can't be the best human being that I am capable of being. And there again, it's not about trying to self-improve myself to suddenly becoming that person. What I found is that it is already already within me. It's already, from, from my perspective, I see this in everyone. But then again, it still is my own perspective. I'm not saying that that is actually how it is for everyone. I realize we all make that decision for ourselves. But it's about realizing that all I have to do is to show up. And I may not feel like I'm ready to show up. I may not want to show up in, in the circumstances in which I am going to need to show up because I can't control how it actually is. I can only control so much in this life. And that if I wait for just those opportunities where the conditions are just exactly right, exactly where I, where I am the most comfortable I can be, I know that I'm going to miss out on a lot. I've also found that I have spent sometimes even, you know, not only days, weeks, months, but years wanting and needing things from people and wanting them to be someone that they just simply could not be. There was nothing wrong and there is nothing wrong with them. It's just I was the one that was so overly wrapped up in my expectations and uh, in, in, in my own desire system for needing them to be however it was that fit into my own vision for what this, what this whole experience of life should be like. And it can get very complicated and it can get very convoluted and, I, and I'm not here to make it more complicated. I'm actually, if I'm, if I'm here for any reason... It is to actually simplify it, to make this experience more simple. Unfortunately, through the process of making it more simple, I definitely will not say that it is sometimes not painful because it is. It is sometimes very painful to actually embrace and sit with and be with how things, how it actually is. You know, what is, what is to be and what is not to be. But the only the, the, the easiest way for me to be able to cope when it when there are things that are not to be that I really want them to be, and when my own expectations for how it should be are not being met, the best way for me to not suffer any more than I already have the suffering that I've caused for myself up until the point in which I wake up and come back here and return back here again to the present moment how it actually is and, and with however it is to be in the future that I can give myself the best opportunity to not suffer any further. I can give myself the opportunity to do or to engage in a practice that allows me to be able to embrace it as much as I possibly can. I, this, I'm not by any means saying that I have to like it because sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I don't like it a lot. But I also realize that it's not always. I had I, I heard a uh, an author and a public speaker say recently 
that when things are happening that I don't like or they're happening uh, that are not according to my wishes or my expectations or my visions for how it should be, that it's that this life is not always about good things happening to me, that it's really about me remembering my own sense of duty to actually show up here. And that's, that, that's really however that looks. I don't have any notions about how that looks for anyone. And I'm still in the process of discovering what that looks like for me. I can't even speak with 100% certainty that I know what that means for me. I just know that I'm more likely to show up if there is any kind of duty that I need to fulfill. If there is any responsibility that I need to, di- to discharge, then I can trust that I'll know that in my heart. And I'll know that if I show up, I just simply show up and trust the process and do my best as a limited, flawed human being. And at the same time, when I say a limited, flawed human being, I also realize that I'm a lot more capable than I ever realized, and we all are from my perspective. And it's just remembering that once in a while I am going to stumble, I am going to fall. Sometimes I am going to get caught up in all kinds of thought patterns that limit my ability to be my best self, that limit my ability to be there for others in the best way that I can be. And it all comes back to really returning back here and not getting caught up in these desires and in these thoughts and in these needs for things to be a certain way and to just actually be here however I am. It is so incredibly simple. It is not It is not a painless process and it is something that I found is it's a practice and that the more that I practice showing up and being here in the present moment, the easier it is for me to make that choice to return. It doesn't mean it's going to make it completely smooth, a smooth transition and, and virtually painless. But I know that I've got a much better likelihood, much greater likelihood of having any peace in my life at all and having any sort of perspective that is not based on my thoughts about how it should be. It's, it's learning to embrace and and practicing this has allowed me to, I'm not there yet, but ultimately it's about learning to embrace what is to be and what is not to be, and to also embrace how it is even when I can't stand it or don't like it. And at the same time, it's the whatever it is I wish to be or how I think that it should be when it is not happening, how I can cope in spite of that as well.